Welcome to the No Fame Podcast. There appears to be something strange in this neighborhood. Who might we call? Yeah, please, mysterious door, open for me. Harry! Damn it! Could I, uh cannonball into the water. OWB, you forgot your rope. Oh, no. And I have to assume this is a threatening cannonball. Why do you guys let me investigate things? Because you're the rope. (laughs) WB, you use your action to change into a seahorse? Yes. Okay. A giant seahorse. A giant seahorse. Hopefully, you know, Gertz is just holding on to dear life with with his mouth on that glory hole so he can keep alive. On the what? He begins waving to get your attention and pointing emphatically down. Hmm. I don't want to look down. Grimir looks down. (laughs) Yeah, I will also look down, though. We're here for another episode of Tall Tall Tower, and I'm here with all my good friends in no particular order, uh, Matt Higdon, Josh Fritz, Justin Crane, and Patrick O'Reilly. We have announcements, Justin? Uh, We still have merch. We still have lovely merch. I need to order a sweater. It's sweater weather, and I'm going to order myself a sweater. A sweater? I'm going to order myself a sweater. Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Better weather. Thank, thank you for slowing it down so I can hear your fuck up. <laughs> sweater weather, and I'm going to order myself a sweater. <laughs> you were just so confident in it. I was. I was. <laughs> and then the hard damn it. Like. Uh, <laughs> okay. Wait. Stories from the shore returns in November. Every, I'm hoping every week. Every Thursday of November will be another Stories from the Shore episode streaming on our Twitch. Uh, We finished recording just last night at the time of this recording. And holy shit, was it good. Uh, A real good time. And yeah, every Thursday, November, Stories from the Shore. It's back, baby. This is not the time when the music happens. (laughs) I was waiting to see what was going to happen here. (laughs) This is the time when I just go straight into the recap. Uh, (laughs) Okay, it's been a minute for us. uh, Probably also for you lovely listeners, if you're at all. Anyway, doesn't matter. Here's the recap (laughs) in detail because I need it as much as they need it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. After defeating a horned devil and some black dragon wormlings in a strange room off the study that the party had found... It was discovered that the devil and the young dragons were prison guards of a sort to an ancient prisoner. Speaking to the being trapped in the gem that you had found, you were able to learn a great deal about the power that created this tower that you've been climbing, which is also ancient. Though a somewhat disjointed recounting, the ancient wizard trapped in the gem told you the story of a world long forgotten. They, and the creator of this tower, lived there in positions of power, but were unable to save it when a great calamity came. The tower exists on a private demiplane that was made after the destruction of their world, and the creator slowly built the tower over the ages as they gathered dark power around themselves, obsessively committed to rewinding the passage of time to save their destroyed world. You were told of their key discovery, 
that there is a harnessable release of energy when great good and great evil confront each other. Taking this to extremes, the tower's creator began fostering evil across the realms in an effort to collect more power and find whether there was any good strong enough to stand against them for the ultimate ritual. Unfortunately for the lustrous dominion, the story from the wizard and the gem, the timing of their last great war against evil, the existence of the battle maps and notes in the study, and the kidnapping of Queen Harry that followed their victory, all point to the tower creator having finally chosen a counterpart of good for the final ritual. The party freed the imprisoned wizard and watched them crumble to dust as they thanked you from the bottom of their heart. While still in the study, Judge felt a much-missed wash of magic. King Bren's, accented with Judy's power. He received a sending from King Bren, imploring them to send word because they appear to have been missing for months from Swan's Crest. Judge sends back a quick response, but a continued conversation was not possible. Finally, leaving the study, the group ascended yet more stairs to find another circular stone room, torches unlit on the wall, and a dark pool in the center. Lux peered into the waters and, in a strange cage on the wall down inside the water, spotted a very familiar half-orc. This is where we left off in my favorite cliffhanger that I've done yet. But I'll let you know right now, that's not Queen Harry. What? Harry! (laughs) Lux. Well, then I'm not going to dive right in. I was going to dive in also. (laughs) So we're not going in, and you look over, and Judge is, like, disrobing and taking off his sandals. <laughs> uh, Lux and Grimier, uh, you immediately recognize the orc who is within the water. That is Queen Harry's cousin. Grimier, you recognize them because when Queen Harry left her tribe originally to begin her quest against evil, uh, her cousin, Gurch, joined her. So you traveled with them for years. And Lux, you would have met them on the same ship where you met Queen Harry, but you would have much more recent memories of Gurch because Gurch became one of the Empire's or the Dominion's most successful spies. He was behind enemy lines for most of the war and would leave you coded information drops along the coast for you to retrieve. So you had extended contact with Gurch and would probably be the one to recognize him first. Gurch! Gurch! If Grimir recognizes who this is, Grimir is just jumping in. Lux is diving in as well. Okay. No thoughts, only jumping. (laughs) Okay. Grimir is leaping in to attempt to rescue Gurch. Okay. I'm going to do a nice swan dive, trying to make no splash through Grimir's big splash. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a big splash. <laughs> splash! <laughs> Sploosh. <laughs> Both of you roll perception checks. No. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Wait, are you still saying no? <laughs> that one. Oh, okay. Continue. Good start. Everything's, <laughs> oh, no. Everything's fine. Everything's fine, and you look like you're doing a great job. I'm doing a hard breaststroke. Gonna make it. Gonna make it. <laughs> Keep heading towards that cage. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna go to the cage and try to see how it opens or or yeah. what's going on to open it. Okay. I got the lockpick tools out. So just so you guys have an idea of the 
type of water pool thing that you're in. I don't really know. It's like a, a cylinder of water in the center of this room. So uh, it's 20 feet foot diameter circle and it's 60 feet deep and it's just a circle of water going 60 feet down and he is about he's in a cage about halfway down is Is he drowned does he look like he's dead no he's not drowned um as they get closer because they did absolute dog shit perception checks they have to get very close to see um both Lux and Grimier would notice once they get close enough that uh he is pressed up against the side of the wall and there's a small tube coming out of the wall that he has in his mouth. Mm. So he appears to be breathing out of a tube that's coming out of the wall. Uh, The cage has a stone top overhang and a stone bottom and then there's just metal bars that are sunk into the stone in a half circle around him. So it's almost like he's on a tiny balcony that's ringed by bars too close together for him to escape through. Grimir hits Lux and points at the cage. So you said it's just it's just bars? Like there's no like hinges, no like locking mechanism? It doesn't look like this was something that he would be released from by means of a regular door or any normal manner. Lux will hit Grimir back and make like a like a bend the bars motion to him. Grimir's going to use a bonus action to invoke giant's might, turning myself into a large creature, and I get advantage on strength checks, and I'm going to see if I can bend the bars or, like, pull the cage off the wall or something in anything I can do to try to, like, strength my way through this. As you guys approach, and Lux, as you're motioning to Grimir about the bars and Grimir as you're getting ready to enlarge, Gurch catches sight of you, and you see a strange series of emotions cross his face. At first, utter terror, complete and utter terror. As you two start motioning between yourselves, there's a little bit of confusion and then almost resignation. And he begins waving to get your attention and pointing emphatically down. Mm. I don't want to look down. Grimir looks down. <laughs> yeah, I will also look down, though. Why don't we get you to roll another perception check each? Or you can, one of you can give advantage to the other. Judge doesn't have dark vision. Can he see down into the water beyond the cage? I described this at the start, or at the end of the last one. I can't remember if I said it again. But there are unlit torches surrounding the pool in sconces. So Judge and WB, if you wanted more light, there's torches up there that can be lit. Yeah, I'll just start spamming Sacred Flame to get the torches lit and then use Thaumaturgy to increase the brightness. That is much faster than the tinderbox I was going to use. (laughs) So what did you guys get for perceptions? Uh, Can I give advantage to Lux? Okay, here we go. Let's see if I can get better than a nat one. That's why I was asking if Judge could see. Nat 20. <laughs> yes. Okay. So 24 total, but yeah. All right. Uh, Are you rolling with a D2? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> That's not how this game worked. And we just flipped a coin. And we just said one in 20 for fun, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. The first thing you notice as you look down through the water is in the dead center of the floor of this water filled cylinder is a strange circular metal something. You're not entirely sure what it is. You can, uh, you can roll insight or yeah, you can roll an insight if you want to find out. The second thing you notice is clinging to the bottom of the cage disguised against the rock of the wall is a giant octopus. Oh, fuck. Uh, just frantic tapping. <laughs> <laughs> grandma, grandma, grandma. Look <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, I'll point out the octopus, and at the same time, just draw my sunblade to have something to hit it with if it comes close. Yeah, is it moving towards us or is it just like? It is. Have you you enlarged yourself? Didn't you? Yeah, I'm. I'm. 12 feet tall right now. Yeah, it is slowly moving around, still trying to keep itself stealthed, but it's it's moving towards you and up the cage. In a aggressive motion or in a curious I'm an octopus, I'm really smart motion. You <laughs> roll animal insight. handling. Oh, animal handling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm pretty good at that. Seven. <laughs> I don't know, it looks like a bunch of stones the way it's still camouflage there's there's a there's a strange octopus just stoning its way up the wall right now but we have to get beyond it to yeah it was it was right under sort of camouflaging itself against the stone that was underneath the cage so it's creeping up the side of the cage it's much closer to Gurch and the cage than you guys are yet like it's it's attached to the side of it Grimir is going to hit Lux and point to go towards what we saw at the bottom. And Grimir is going to take up station to try to defend Lux if Lux gets attacked during this process. Okay. We're not into it yet, but you should be aware that you haven't done anything to help yourselves out. And unless I'm mistaken, nobody has any aids to their swimming speed, so your swimming speed is half your movement. That sounds correct. Okay. Um, I will continually use my bonus action to dash, though, okay. as a rogue. Can um, me or Judge see anything that's happening down through the water? You definitely saw Grimier get big. It's very clear water, and now that you've lit the torches... We see the water raised just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you probably see Lux uh, frantically motioning and Gertch frantically motioning, but the giant octopus has advantage on stealth checks made underwater, and it's still sticking to the stone where it is. So if you guys want to try and see what they're actually pointing about, you're going to have to roll a perception check for me. I'll give you advantage because there's clearly something there that multiple people are pointing at. It's just whether you can see what it is. 19. It just doesn't. You something something strange is happening down there. There's like some misshapen rocks, but you can't figure out exactly what it is yet. Is Judge able to do the same now that it's lit up? Uh yeah, yeah. You can roll with advantage. Perception? Yeah. There appears to be something strange in this neighborhood. Who might we call? 24. 24 does it. That uh, that giant octopus rolled a twenty 
stealth. Judge, you spot that what at first glance seemed like a misshapen rock pile on the side of the cell is actually a camouflaged giant octopus clinging to the side of Gertrude's little prison cage. Now, how am I going to let them know that that's popping off? So it seems like they both are aware. Judge, what do your minotaur eyes see? I'm I'm going to stick my face into the water, and I'm a cast thaumaturgy, so my voice travels a little bit, and I'm going to say, There's a real slippery boy going to wrap his tendrils around you in about two seconds, especially after I shout this. <laughs> okay, so Lux and Grimier. Grimier, you were trying to point Lux towards the bottom of the pool? Yeah, because there was something at the bottom that Gertrude yeah. was trying to signal to us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would dive down towards it and potentially do that insight check to figure out what this thing is. Okay. And Grimir is ahead. making sure to protect Lux as best he can. Okay. So you're just playing defense in between the octopus and, and Lux? Could I do a thing? Assuming Judge has pointed out the octopus to myself as well. Oh, you definitely heard me yelling <laughs> at the water. Could I uh, cannonball into the water? aiming at the octopus. You're gonna rust! Oh no! (laughs) Yeah, I want to try and pick up as much speed as possible and head directly towards it. And, uh, how far away is it? It would be 30 feet down. Okay. Well, I have a walking speed of 30 feet. How fast of a cannonball underwater, mechanical metal creature? The metal balanced with the you're not actively trying to swim you're just trying to fall through the water i'll give you your full movement of just falling if okay, that's cool. if that's what you're aiming for OWB, you forgot your rope oh no <laughs> you wouldn't quite make it because in order to get you have a, a walking speed of 30 feet yeah yeah so you're not directly above the cage the cage was kind of on a wall like little bit across so on a diagonal you won't quite make it to the cage where the octopus is and i have to assume this is a threatening cannonball yes uh well assuming i don't get all the way to it i'm going to i don't know say like 10 feet away from it uh uh, shape change into a giant seahorse okay then i'm gonna get everyone to roll initiative September 16, 1953, a gentle fog bank clings to the ground of the woods surrounding a modest up-and-coming municipality. A quaint, picturesque town full of chipper folk that are always willing to lend a helping hand. In the early morning, mothers walk along the streets escorting their children to school. Butchers, bakers, and candlestick makers unbatten the hatches and open shop for the day. Police officers and postmen wave passerbys as fathers make their way to the offices and factories, newspapers and cigarettes in hand. This will do just fine. Whispers a figure with glowing eyes as it peers through the fog, observing the goings-on of the townsfolk. Welcome to Shutter Creek. No Fame presents Shutter Creek, a Monster of the Week podcast, premiering in the new year.
WB, you use your action to change into a seahorse? Yes. Okay. A giant seahorse. A giant seahorse. Would you like to do anything else with your turn? Uh, well, would that be my turn then to wild shape? I guess you used most of your movement, but you would have a bonus action. All right, I'm just a giant seahorse hurtling towards this octopus. <laughs> All right. Then we're to Grimir. So you're floating sort of in the middle of the pool, it seems like. Okay. Uh, and the pool is 20 feet wide, you said? Or radius? Yeah. Uh, a diameter. So, okay. yeah, okay. it's 20 feet across. Does the octopus look like it's very far away from me? If you j- jumped in... I'm slightly below down. the cage level, if that counts. Yeah. So you're probably like 10 feet from the octopus. Okay. 10 or 15, depending how low you sank. Yeah, Grimir will swim down further to get closer to Lux and make two attacks with his crossbow, which doesn't get disadvantage underwater. Wow. Da, 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 da. Wow. One was a natural one, but the other was a 19. A 19 hits. Hell yeah. And that's uh, 10 piercing damage. Okay. Oofa doofa. And Grimir probably set himself at the max of... Uh, oh, the range is 80 feet on my crossbow. Uh, Grimir used his thirty or uh, 15 feet of swim speed to get closer to looks. Okay, so the octopus hit with the crossbow bolt is clinging to the side of the cage. You see a ripple of color go across it and it's very obviously not stone anymore and you can see the creature more clearly but it's it continues to cling to Gertrude's cage. Lux, so you're you're probably like 10 feet from the bottom not like right up against it. You've rolled an insight check. Uh, it still looks like a strange metal circle inset in the bottom of the the water. You'll have to get up closer if you want to investigate. Uh, yeah, I will swim basically right up to it. Putting my face almost on top of it. Okay. <laughs> so if you are still trying to figure out what it is, you can roll an investigation check at this point. What secrets do you hold? Yeah, Please, mysterious door, open for me. Fuck me, that one. The door whispers back, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of detritus that is settled at the bottom of this. Uh, You spend your turn trying to clear it away so you can actually get an idea of what shapes and patterns might be in the top of this metal disc and how it's inset in the floor. You kick up a lot of silt as well, so you've made the bottom a little bit cloudy. For this turn, that's what you've done. I'll let you, next turn, if you want to, do another investigation check, since you will have cleared away some of what was obscuring it. But that's all you got for this time around. Hey guys, I'm doing great down here. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Is there anything else you want to do with your turn? No, I don't think I really have any bonus actions to do, so... Okay. That's it, yep. Okay, Judge, you see a giant seahorse, Grimier shooting up at the octopus from the middle of the pool in the lower section, and Lux is now partially obscured with a bunch of dirt floating around him. What do you want to do? 
I think Judge is going to use his bonus action to cast Spiritual Weapon as a giant axe right at the cage. And he's going to try and cleave through the octopus, hopefully damaging the cage a little bit too. Okay. But you're focusing primarily on the octopus? On the octopus, yeah. I'm okay. just, you know, in the event that, you know, something magical happens, you know, just want to put <laughs> it out there in the world. Okay, roll to attack. Nat one. That's exciting. Oof. Welcome to the club. <laughs> okay. Well, that was fun and productive. A uh, glowing beacon of Judy's holy light d- descends into the water and swings at... Oh, damn it. You thought that was the octopus. That was actually the stone wall, not one of the tentacles. <laughs> oh, dingus. Pardon my language. <laughs> um, I don't really have any actions that are not spells. And Judge, I mean... He, he ain't too good of a swimmer, so he's just, uh, he's gonna stay up. He's gonna stay up top and, uh, keep an eye. Anybody look, uh, particularly uh, injured or like, no, nobody took any damage or anything so far, right? Nope. We basically provoked this thing like this is our doing. Yep. And now we're waiting for it to respond. Sounds about right. All right. All right. Seahorse noises. <laughs> Can I do another perception check, not on the octopus, but on the cage, to see if there's any particular thing that I could hit to maybe loosen it? Or is it just like a solid construct? I just want to get a feel, because my perception check before was on the octopus. Yeah. I'd like to do a perception check on the cage to see if there's anything I should be focusing on. Sure. Or anything Um, anything about, um, I forget his name. Gurch. Gurch. I was going to say Grindelplath. That's not right. I won't make you do a perception check because you... Oh, no, this is your action. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can... If you roll a perception, you might be able to get a little bit more then. Yeah. All right. Same thing, 24. Wow. Okay. It seems like the protrusion of rock at the top in a half circle and a protrusion of rock at the bottom in a half circle have the metal bars just inset a little bit in them so damage to the top or the bottom would give you the potential to be able to get some of those bars shaken loose since they're just sitting in grooves in the rock okay in terms of Gurch Gurch is sort of floating in the water he's using the the bottom and the bars to stay close to the wall, but what's keeping him close to the wall primarily is that tube that it looks like is his only source of air. So he's in a precarious situation in that his air supply is a small tube coming out of the wall. That's his only sense of glory coming from the hole. All right. Noted. I'll take that forward into my next turn. Okay. It is now the octopus's turn. Glowing axes, giant seahorses and a crossbow bolt that actually hit it. (laughs) (laughs) And one minor success for the round. (laughs) Premier and WB, you're staring at the octopus and suddenly you can't see anything at all. Judge and Lux, it would be more clear to you that there is now a large cloud of ink surrounding where the octopus uh, was. So, 20-foot radius ink cloud extends around the cage, which means that the middle third of the column of water 
is obscured to halfway into the center of the column. So oh, no. Grim, you're, you're caught on the lower end of it. We made him ink. WB, you're sort of directly across from the cage. So you would just be in the sort of center of the column of water in both ways, caught by the cloud. And then Judge, you would no longer be able to see the bottom and Lux, you would no longer be able to see the surface because the cloud extends across the the column of water. Then it's going to take the dash action as its bonus action. And out of the cloud of ink, Lux, you suddenly see the octopus coming for you. Oh, no. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Eight arms reaching out. <laughs> but luckily, the ink cloud was its action. So while it is up against you, that is all it can do. And we're back around to WB. You're suddenly in a cloud of darkness. Well, I am going to use a bonus action to produce from my seahorse pouch that I assume it has. <laughs> a, a small purple bee flies out of my seahorse pouch. Bee horse. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is uh, this is going to be a spirit totem. So Fabian comes in as a, uh, a spirit totem at this point under the hawk spirit. So it's a bee horse hawk to a point you can see within 60 feet of you. So like directly in front of my face. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, for a 30-foot radius around that point, it will... When a creature makes an attack roll against a target in the spirit's aura, you can use your reaction to grant advantage to that attack roll. In addition, you and your allies have advantage on perception checks in the aura, which I'm hoping will help with the ink. Okay. And as my bonus action. And as my action, I'm just going to continue swimming straight forward and hope that I see the octopus at some point. Okay. You were basically across from the cage. So if you continue swimming in that direction, you will hit the bars of the cage and you can feel around. But all you feel is the bars, the stone with your seahorse appendages. I think they only have a tail. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you got your little tail little curled fins. around one of the bars. Yeah. Tink, tink, tink. <laughs> Just little pieces of rust flaking off here and there from his tail. Does that aura move with you, or is it stationary? Sorry, that'll be stationary there okay. where I left it. I'll just continue swimming down. Okay, so that was like ten feet to the cage, we'll say. Oh, I have and... forty foot uh, swim speed, by the way. Okay, so you could make it all the way to the bottom of the column of water if you want. Once you go down twenty feet, let me double check that. 20 foot radius. Yeah. Once you go down 20 feet, you'll be clear of the ink and you'll be able to see just Lux and the octopus right at the bottom of the center. Well, you'll hear a small bugle play out doo -doo -doo -doo, and I'm going to charge at the octopus. Okay. <laughs> uh, 18? 18 hits. And that will do 14 damage total. Ooh. We are... Is that is that it for your turn? That's it, yeah. Okay, so... WB horse comes rocketing out of the ink cloud down to the bottom and Lux, you are now sharing the melee space of the octopus with WB in his seahorse form. So WC no horse eight. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We got there. That works. 
Yeah. So it's up to you. Oh, no. Okay. It's Grimier's turn now. It's me. So, Grimier, you are lost in a cloud of ink. I'm going to swim down until I'm no longer in the cloud of ink. Okay, perfect. You only have to swim five feet to get out of the cloud. Amazing. And my crossbow has 80 feet of range in its short range, so I'll make two more attacks to try to hit the octopus. Whoa, natural 20! And, Holy shit. Uh, math f- uh, 12. <laughs> Both of those hits. Whoa, holy shit. Okay. All right, the natural 20, 15 piercing, and the, okay. the regular hit is 8 piercing. Okay. This octopus is riddled with bolts and looking dazed, although not fully knocked down from <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> from the, <laughs> the seahorse attack. But it's still it's still holding on. Lux, there's a battle going on above you. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna continue focusing on the metal circle below you or I'm going to Lux is going to <laughs> make eye contact with both Grimir and Beehorse here. Give him the okay. <laughs> and then if you'll let me, as my bonus action, because Lux canonic, canonically canonically wears goggles. So I'm going to pull them down and like a diver, like blow some air into them and put them over my eyes. <laughs> and then as my action, I will continue to investigate this stupid metal plate. Okay. Very good. Roll another investigation check. With advantage for having goggles on? Absolutely not. You're lucky you don't have disadvantage after failing last time. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> investigation <laughs> six. Okay. What can we say for you? You did clear the dirt out last time. <laughs> And you manage to unearth that this metal has grooves in it. And you can stick your hands in some of them. That's what you figured out. Cool. <laughs> That's perfect. That's all I can do. <laughs> okay. Why do you guys let me investigate things? Because <laughs> you're the rogue. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take anything. I didn't put anything in an investigation. I've got a plus one. Okay. Still a little bit silty at the bottom, but mostly cleared out. Mostly there's just a fight with a giant octopus going on. Judge. It's very distracting. You can't see any of this. What do you want to do? Judge is going to, I mean, his weapon is still right there. Yes, in the midst of an ink cloud. So right. while it is glowing, it's glowing in a cloud of black. That is correct. Well. If you want to try to attack the cage with your weapon, you know that the weapon is directly beside the cage. You could roll with disadvantage as though blinded. All right, disadvantage. Here we go. Buckle up. 14. Okay. That hits. Roll damage. Well, that's nice. Oh, max damage. 12. Hell yeah. Very good. You know, I read in the Dungeon Master's Guide that underwater cages are vulnerable to radiant damage. <laughs> it's force damage. Damn it, oh, I shucks. need force. <laughs> Through your connection with your spell, you get the feeling that it did smash into something. Oh, bingo. However, you're not sure how much damage you actually did since you can't see anything. Oh, I'll keep hacking. I'm going to hold off. I really don't want to go in this water, so... While I'm up here, can I do a perception check to see if I could hear anything in the room or in the surrounding area of the room? Sure. All right. 18. You lit the torches 
You can hear them flickering. You might hear a faint hum from... There's yet another set of stairs leading up on the other side of this room. But there's no no sounds of movement, no sounds that sound like you're sharing this space with any other creatures or people. There's just some ambient noise around you. Okay. That's all I want to do is like make sure we ain't going to get ambushed from the land as well. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. That's that's turn for judge. Okay. Hmm. Now it's the octopus's turn. Okay, it's going to go after this seahorse directly in front of it. Good thing oh, I'm a beehorse. No, it's not. 15 foot reach. That's what I wanted to see. Yeah. Grimier, how far away are you? Uh, I have I have just in 15 feet. Yeah, okay. He's going to go with you f- with his tentacle. Holy shit. Nat 20. So that's a 25 to hit? <laughs> uh, yes, I'm just reading my things. All my reactions are to help other people. Um, yeah, that, that hits. Okay. That's 14 bludgeoning damage. Oof. Actually, you know, and you know what I'll do? I'll use stones endurance to see if I can... 14 minus 8! Fuck yeah. And you're grappled. Oh no! Yes. That's what we wanted. It's a good thing he's only got seven more arms. <laughs> uh, actually, just for a, a point of clarity as a descriptive measure, the octopus, seeing the creature that's harmed it most, lashes out with all of its tentacles oh, no. and manages to to bludgeon Grimier about. And although at a distance, it's using most of its arms to contain Grimier. So it's... I guess it looks occupied in terms of its its flesh weapons. Occupied. <laughs> yes. Can you, I don't like the term flesh weapons. <laughs> and it could move if it wanted. So, no. All right. Going to stick where it is. And we're going to roll back around to WB. Hello. Am I able to... Am I within the octopus's reach? You're within melee of the octopus because you crashed right into it. Cool. Well, I'm going to risk an opportunity attack from it, and okay. I'm going to use my full uh, 40 swim speed to do another uh, swim out 20 feet, swim back to do another charge. Okay. It is occupied with Grimier and grappling Grimier, so it does not take an opportunity attack against you. All eight fleshy weapons are wrapped <laughs> around. Okay, great. Well, in that case, let's do another one of these little things. 16. To attack, or to hit? Yes. yes. Yeah, that hits. 12 damage. 12 damage. As you crash into the octopus, it at first just seems stunned, and all its tentacles slowly start to let go, and then in a very unsea creature-like way, it begins to sink toward the bottom, unmoving. You have killed it. Haha, fuck you, octopus. Dun, 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 squid, 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 squid. So, at this point, there's still a large cloud of ink sitting in the water above you guys, but you're all, except for Judge, down at the bottom near this metal circle that Lux has been trying to figure out what, it, what happens, what goes on with it. Grimir is going to 
swim all the way up to the surface to get some air because it's the smarter thing to do for me right now. So okay. that's 12 seconds <laughs> worth of movement to get up there. No, 18. That's fine. You guys, uh, you were like maybe down there a minute, I would say. Okay. Grimir you also got in a fight pretty fast. Yeah, Grimir also turns tiny then. Okay. Judge! Dwarf! Oh, hi! We fought an octopus. <laughs> oh, you fought it after. Okay. Ink everywhere. I tried to hit it, but, I mean, he looked like rocks, and I hit the wrong rock, so... It was very difficult to see. It still ain't great down there. I, I, got, I got an axe that I was trying to chop away at the, the bars at the top. I don't know if I did or not, but hopefully, you know, Gurch is just holding on to dear life with, with his mouth on that glory hole so he can keep alive. On the what? Judge, I think we need to have a discussion someday about terminology and phrasing. Right now is not that day. I'm going to... I'll see you in a <laughs> but minute. But air is life. It's air is life, right? And right. life is just under Judy's glory. Okay. And it's coming out of that, that pipe or the hole in the wall, right? Yep. You <laughs> I'm glad you understand where I'm coming from. I understand I really the connections gonna, you're making, Judge. Really going to catch on. Really going to catch on. Well, I think we need to make shirts or something. Yeah, we'll make sure that, you know, there's glory holds for everyone when we get home. Anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> if you want to swim back down there, I got an axe just floating around. You grab hold that axe and just start chopping away. Yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. And uh, Grimir's going to swim back down during whatever Lux and WB get up to, but Grimir's going to swim back down then towards where the cage was now lost in the ink cloud. I'm going to swim at full speed, like using 40 feet regular movement and a dash action, I guess, technically. So 80 feet per six seconds, whatever that works out to be, and just whirl around, try to disperse the ink as much as possible. Okay. And then, Lux, what are you doing? Lux sees all of his friends just leave him here with this stupid fucking metal blade and goes, Are you fucking kidding me? And he's going to put his hands on it and see if he can figure out what these stupid symbols are and do some more investigating. Okay. This time, roll investigation with disadvantage. Because <laughs> I'm getting worse. I, You're really, <laughs> like, having a hard time with this. Yeah, that's fair. I got a nat 20 on one die. And a four on the other, so that's five. <laughs> Brutal. In general, what happens is, WB, as you swim up and start doing laps around to try and disperse this ink, unfortunately, since it's taking up about a third of the water, while you can disperse it, there is a significant amount of ink in here. So you're able to get the water going fast enough with your continued movement that it does dissipate, but there's it's still in the water. So now instead of one part of the water being totally obscured, the entire column of water is lightly obscured. However, that does make it easier. As Grimir swims back down to the cage, you can see the judge did some damage to the lower portion, and a couple of the bars are much looser than they were before. The stone is cracked in connection with two of the bases of the rods. Lux, down at the bottom, suddenly what was clear is no longer clear. It's just as bad as when the dirt was kicked up. You're still pretty sure there's two holes that are, like, big enough you could stick your hands in them if you wanted to. Do that. <laughs> no, I've seen The Mummy Returns. <laughs> Never gonna stick your hands in things. 
a horrible CGI version of Dwayne the Rock Johnson is underneath <laughs> Johnson that. Pops out. Yeah, absolutely. He's a sea scorpion. <laughs> yeah, I mean my 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 investigation checks are getting worse and worse. So like, I'm a hundred percent sure there's a trap on here that I can't find. Stick your hands down, you'll find them. I will stick my left hand in one of them. Okay. Lux is left-handed. Yeah. I mean, I'm dexterous. It's fine. You stick your left hand down into one of these holes, and you feel a metal bar. Ah, fuck it. In for a penny, in for a pound. Let's go with the other one, too. Okay. You stick your other hand in, and you feel a metal bar. Oh, I pull up. Roll a strength check. Oh, God. 13. Okay, you only needed a 10. Congratulations. Oh you found the drain plug for this pool. Oh. Now I'm going to need you to make another strength check because all the water is rushing into this hole. <laughs> Do I get advantage because I'm holding on to the drain plug? Um. <laughs> Deluxe toilet bowl How cleaner. How much do you want me to die? <laughs> um, let's see. What's your... What's your movement speed? 30? 30. It's 15 underwater. You're right beside it. Uh, no, fuck that. I, no, no, no. I, I got it. I, I feel the water start to move, and I go, oh, fuck, this is a drain, and I cast Misty Step, so I'm on top of the cage now. Okay, that's fine. I was going to say, uh, if you had wanted, you could have made a dexterity saving throw to just drop the drain plug back in. No, I want the water gone. Okay. I'll do the Misty Step. That's just easier. <laughs> Okay. With the way I've been rolling today. I haven't rolled above a 12, except for that one time when I had advantage. So you misty step back up to the surface with Judge? Uh, no, I can only go 30 feet. So oh, okay. I figured I would just misty step like to the cage. like, okay. on, like So that I can have like a footing where the water is just brushing by. Totally. Me. You misty step up and you can get a hand on one of the bars. So you're right beside Grimier now. WB, you're still a seahorse. I would say you have no problem swimming against this current that's going down. Well, I feel like it's it's going even faster where I've been going around in a circle trying to get them to go. Oh, yeah. You break the <laughs> vortex. Yeah. Ain't that fun? Yeah, I just I just try to go a little bit faster because it's just so pleasing to see a drain in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll let... Uh, like, would I be able to stand on top of the, the cage in the water? Are you still in a seahorse? If I yeah. were not in seahorse form. Yeah, if you if you swim quickly up to on top of the cage, you would be able to to do that. Grimir's just going to hold onto the cage as he feels the water sloshing by. I would just climb up on top with WB. I'll kick locks off. <laughs> <laughs> I use my uncanny dodge. Seeing the water pour out, is there anything I can tie rope to or do I have to anchor it to myself to help them up? WB, you notice the side of the cage that you're uh, clinging to has much more rickety bars. So you think that you're probably in a poor position to weather much more smashing of the cage. The water has fully left now. So you guys are all clinging to the side of the wall. Gertsch has collapsed to the bottom of the cage, breathing fresh air, not from a small tube for the first time in who knows how long. And at this point, we're going to call it for the evening. Uh, uh, a cage hanger. So we'll pick up here next episode and see what's going on with this 
strange prisoner this time around or how you guys are going to climb back up a slippery wet wall. Mm -hmm. Exciting, exciting times. I am totally great at these. Slippery wet wall is our next campaign. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I think next time on Dragon Ball Z, we see how our Z fighters get out of this predicament. (laughs) Goku dies? Power level 1 million. Thank you so much for listening to the No Fame Podcast. The best way to support the show is just by listening, which you're already doing. Amazing. The second best way to support our show is by telling your friends. Hey, why not, right? You can find links to our podcast, YouTube, Discord channel, social media, and so much more at nofame.ca. You can support the show for as little as a toonie at patreon.com slash nofamepod or buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash nofamepod. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you later on. everyone. Thanks for tuning into the No Fame podcast. My name is Sinead Marguerite. I'm here and we're going to be playing uh, Tall Tall Tower. We are... Mm, 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 cut all this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,